0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast, ELLs Unmuted. I'm Miss O'Reilly. I'm the host of this podcast. And on today's episode, you're going to hear my American literature students share stories about their family relationships and heritage. So these stories follow our unit, um, family, her- family Relationships and Heritage, where we read the novel The Joy Luck Club by Amy Tan. And so students are sort of connecting um, events from that story to their own lives. Talking about family, talking about heritage requires students to not only be vulnerable, but to also be creative in how they wanted to express this story. So as always, I'm super proud of them. Please listen, enjoy in our space where there is a story for every student.
1: You believe in God or not, but I do know one thing, you are experiencing a worldwide pandemic. Some of you may be thriving in this atmosphere, others may be struggling to find motivation to even get out of bed. Let me tell you, it is not easy for me either. Today, I want to tell you the story of my father and I throughout this pandemic. My name is Esther, I was born in Texas but raised in Chihuahua, Mexico. Since I was little, my father has been the most hardworking person I know. He gets up early to go to work. And even though he does not say it, I know he gets up with us as his children as his motivation. When I was about 8 to 10 years old, I remember he barely talked to me or my brother. He was always on phone calls during the weekends. I thought he saw me as a burden, but I was greatly mistaken. But before I start with the main story, I need to tell you a fundamental part of my father's and really everyone in our family's lives. When I was 13, we moved to the United States, more specifically to a Chicago suburb. I was so excited, I had always wanted to go live in a new place. Nevertheless, I never expected it would get me to know my father as well as I know him now. What I did not know until later was that my father saw this change in our lives as an opportunity to spend more time with us. At that time, I still thought that I was just another person in the world, and he did not care that much about me. Like, I knew he cared, but I thought that there was something else more important than me to him. Previously, in Mexico, my father had a manager position in his workplace, but now that we moved, he was going to work in a new area, and he was no longer going to be the manager. This gave him so much more free time to spend with us. When we arrived to the States on January 6th, I remember how excited everyone was. The weather was so cold and there was snow. It was the prettiest landscape my eyes had ever seen. For the first few weeks, we went to a ton of furniture stores. We also went to Walmart or Target every two days or so. By the end of the second month of being here, I could not move a single muscle more. I was exhausted. I did not attend school right away, so I just stayed in my house all day. This was such a great thing since it was so cold outside. I mean, we came from Mexico, we had never felt such a cold weather. However, my father started working a week after we arrived. Just imagine how tired he must have been throughout our first weeks in the USA. Once we got kind of used to being here, and to the weather too, my father started taking us to many different places. He spent more time with us during the weekends, and I have to tell you, it was so great. We went to countless different lakes around the area, including Lake Michigan. We went to such extravagant places in Chicago none of us had ever dreamt of visiting before. We also got lost on the highways because because Google Maps stopped working a minute or so, but that's another story. (laughs) After living in the States for a year, my relationship with my father was stronger than ever. Then, suddenly I started seeing on the news something about that new virus. I have to admit that my first thought was something like this, poor people in China, they're suffering so much. And then it arrived to the United States. Great. I thought sarcastically. To be honest, I did not think it was going to be that bad to stay at my house all day. What I did not expect was that my father would spend way more time at work now. Actually, I expected the exact opposite. I thought he would stay at home all day with us. And he did. But this was just for a week. For some strange reason, the company my father works for Insisted that if you needed or could go to the building, you should go. My mother and I thought this was so unfair, but what could we do? Then, to make matters worse, the deadline for a project my father works in changed. The client wanted the project done earlier than my father and his colleagues had expected. This meant my father had to work more time. After the deadline was moved, my father came home until 7 p.m and he had to continue working from home until 10pm. Later, he started working from home during the weekends too. And as of today, he has worked for 24 hours straight twice already. I felt worried all night and somehow I felt responsible. He had to work all that time because of us as his family. Not because he is the only income of this household, but because if he quits or gets fired, we would never. We would need to go back to Mexico, where we have nothing anymore. I felt useless. I could not do anything to help my father but to pray for him. However, the situation taught me something I had never realized before. Those nights, I hear my father talking over Zoom. I think of how much my father loves me. He loves me so much that he would spend 24 hours working just to make sure I have a roof over my head. He loves me so much that he works so hard to make sure I have the best opportunities available for me. And I could not thank him enough. I tell to myself, I want to work hard too, to make him proud. And because my mother knows me so well, she tells me right away, he already makes us proud so blessed to have parents such as them and not only that I am so grateful I have such a hard working father that even though I sometimes get upset I cannot spend too much time with him I know he loves me more than anything in the universe our story has not ended it is barely the beginning there is a bible verse that says fear not for I am with you be not dismayed for I am your God I will strengthen you I will help you I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Isaiah 41 10 I think this Bible verse applies so well to my father's life and mine too. Sometimes, I fear someday my father will get so tired he would not want to spend time with us anymore. I know my father feels so worn out from work and I wonder how can he still be awake and continue working but I know that God is with us wherever we are. He helps my father and gives him strength. If you ever feel as if you do not want to continue anymore, let me ask you, who strengthens you? Who helps you? Who upholds you? Thank you for listening to this podcast.
2: is nick and i'm the funniest and the strongest guy in u.s yes that's me okay so my topic is my family my lovely family actually i love my family so much i appreciate them every day just for who they are and what they did to me for me and uh, so i lived in ukraine for about 14 years i live with my stepdad and my mom and my dad was in US and uh, he was single (laughs) and he came to Ukraine to take me to live with him in US I actually didn't speak English and I didn't believe that he's gonna take me here so my mom let him do that so I came to US for me that was something wow, unbelievable It's completely different than than my country. It's a lot of cars. I mean, everything everything is different. So, I went to middle school for about six months. I didn't have any confidence. I was not confident at all. But my dad, he is, I don't know, he is the best for me. Because he gave me so much confidence that I didn't have. And I have it so much right now and that helped me a lot in middle school when i didn't know how to talk to people because i didn't know how to speak english and but i tried i tried how somehow talk to people by showing them on fingers or something uh, so my uh, middle school experience was kind of tough i also did wrestling and i was successful in wrestling So I had to use a lot of translator and all that stuff. And I was kind of sad when I was in the school. Because for me, there was nothing that I could understand. But every day after school, my dad told me that I can do it. Nick, you can do it. You got to do it. Don't give up and all of those things. So I didn't give up. Uh, Then next year... I went to high school. High school, that's unbelievable too. I still didn't speak English. Maybe just a little bit. I, I knew something. And uh, Stevenson High School is the best school, I think, by the way. And so, my family, I appreciate my family that they gave me so much confidence. And they believed, believed in me that I can do it. I gotta do it they told me that every single day that I gotta do it I gotta go you know gave me they gave me that motivation that I I needed to so that's why I appreciate that and also I'm living with my dad right now and my stepmom so as you know uh, some families has bad relationships with son and stepmom but my stepma I love my stepma so much and I always tell that it feels like you're my actual mom you know it's not true but it is kind of you know because she loves me so much and I think we have to appreciate our family and help any day like if they have any problems we just gotta sit and talk whatever if you're younger than your family member, you just have to talk to them and tell them that you love them so much and give them that confidence, you know. It costs you nothing but it it's actually, it's actually gives a lot of motivation, you know. And also, I can say that there are some things that can happen in your family, like, Maybe misunderstanding or, you know, I mean, things happen. So in those days, you cannot do something bad because you're angry or something. You just have to, uh, you have to be chill, you know, you have to come down, think and say sorry. You have to apologize anytime if you feel you did something bad. It's nothing bad to apologize, nothing to be ashamed of, you know. It's always good to apologize, even even if you did something wrong. It's your family, you know. You can apologize and just say, uh, I love you and let's move forward. Thank you so much for listening.
3: Stevenson High School and today I would like to talk about my brother and how important is he to me. My family and I moved to the US in September 2018. That was the time when my family's lives changed completely. That was the time when my family had to stay united even if we became separated. The separation happened when my older brother, brother couldn't come with us because of his older age. He reminded to the other half of the planet while my parents and I were arriving in America. We had many difficulties, such as the language barrier, we had to meet new people, new house, and we really missed our home. No one in my family spoke English at that time, except my brother, who was thousands of miles away. We used to talk over the phone, and he used to help us translating when we needed to. In my opinion, without him, we would not stay that strong and most likely, we would go back home. When I started to learn English, I was very timid and concerned about my English skills. However, I had the most significant support from my brother and hearing the words, you can do it, try it, don't be scared, motivated me to do what I was supposed to do and not be afraid of anything. When I was little and I was doing bad deeds, my bra, that's how I call him, used to say that he did what I did, so I would not receive a punishment. And it was nice of him, but now I feel sorry. So if you are the person who likes to do such things, please don't do it. You should say that you are guilty, not your siblings. Okay, so uh, it has been two years since we didn't see each other. However, this didn't stop us from communicating and have a close brother-sister relationship. Even if I I have my parents close to me, like they're in the next room, sometimes... Uh, My brother is the one who I can share my thoughts, ideas, and worries. Sadly, a lot of of important things happened in our lives and we could not be together in those moments. My brother got married and I wasn't with him at that moment, but I'm very happy for him and I hope soon. After the pandemic ends, we will meet again and we will never separate for that long, never. When we meet, I want to say to him how much I love him and how much I missed him. I want to spend more time. I want to go to have fun, to explore. It. I want to meet his new life because he is my new sister now. We had a lot of difficult times, but this is a life experience and I am glad that this happened because I learned that time and distance could not be an obstacle to love and care, care for someone. I learned that we should appreciate what we have now because you never know what may happen tomorrow. I learned that family is the most important and most beautiful thing in the world and that happiness can be found in small items such having a brother next to you a brother that accept you and love you the way you are the brother that will listen to you whenever you need and you are really sure that he will help you so I'm very thankful to have such a brother and I love
4: him. Hello, my name is Leo, and today I'll talk about my grandma, our relationship together. First of all, I'm really thankful for her and all. The good and funny times that we spent together. I don't have any complaint, anything bad to say about her because she was absolutely amazing. She was the best, she was unique, she was the main family member, and she was like very special to everyone in the family and her friends. I spent many weekends with my grandma when I lived in Brazil. So, I'm Brazilian and I just spent many weekends with her. Those weekends were so special for me that I can really remember all the excellent times next to her. One really important and nice moment together when I was little maybe eight years old, I don't remember, I think it was during a weekend, like, it was very sunny, but it was cold, because I remember that we took a photo together, family photo, and everyone was using, like, uh, really heavy um, clothes, so yeah, it was freezing that day. The day that we had to take this family picture, it was so fa- it was so funny because no one knew it where to be, where to stay for the photo. Because we took the photo uh, behind uh, many flowers, many trees. It was very beautiful, and I remember that everyone was teasing me because I was little. And I was the loved one from my grandma. And that moment was so special. It was very nice. Unfortunately, 2013 came up. And she lost her husband. Her husband was facing, like, cancer problems. He was diagnosed with cancer some years ago. And he was trying to treat him at the hospital but the situation was getting worse and worse he was getting very weak my love my lovely grandma always trying to make him smile and cooking for him and many other things was always there to help him to support him to talk to him to spend her time next to him and that was really important it is another thing that I'll never forgot about my grandma. I always remember of him, my grandfather, playing with me Hot Wheels uh, at the time because I was, like, fascinated by Hot Wheels. I love cars, so, yeah, that's my passion. And reading the car names, because I didn't know how to read, at that time I was still learning, so yeah, he was always helping me and playing with me. Now is where the story really gets complicated and hard, 2020 came up and until March everything was perfect, like always. We could go to Brazil to see my grandma and my entire family during 2019, but I can't really remember them month exactly but my grandma was diagnosed with covid and then her life changed completely and of course the entire family's life changed completely because we had to to pay attention to her and also to my uncle because he also got corona unfortunately their lives change and change for bad they die yes It was so hard, it was terrible news, and we that live in the U.S., we can't go to Brazil, we couldn't do anything, it was horrible, horrible, horrible. It was the, it was a terrible time for me, my mom, and my dad, and of course, my family back in Brazil. To conclude, she was the main topic of the family, and of course, for this audio. She was extraneous, amazing woman, amazing grandma, I'm so thankful for that and for all that great times that we had together, for those 16 years that we spent together, I could teach her so many things and one thing that I will always remember teaching her is how to use her phone, cause we bought a phone for her and I was the um, one that would help her to deal with whatsapp, to deal with youtube, to deal with her phone in general and it was so important for me, I really loved that moment well, but I need to keep thinking about her positively and she did all the best that she could do and now it's the time that she's at the sky praying for me, looking for me and with her husband and my uncle. So, thank you so much for listening, and bye-bye.
5: Hello, I'm Eric. I in this podcast I want to tell my grandmother's story today. My grandmother loved to study when she was young. At that time, the new China was just established and women would go to school if the family were rich. She was one of the first group of women in China to go to university after liberation around 1970s. She was studying in medical school. Later, she became a doctor in China and got married. After three years of marriage, she has a daughter and a son, which is my mom and my uncle. Their life was very comfortable at that time, but by chance, my grandmother came to the United States. She planned to continue her study in medicine and wanted to be a doctor in the United States. She told me that the environment was very difficult. The cost of tuition was very expensive, and she had to work three jobs to continue her education. Her biggest paycheck at the time was cleaning and working with bodies. So my grandma left her son and daughter in China to be taken care of her mother. Years later, Grandma told me that one of her biggest regrets was not seeing her child grow up, but out of adversity, Grandma eventually became a cardiologist. After she retired, Grandma chose to return to China. She said there is an old saying in China. Falling leaves return to the roof. I don't fully understand that yet. But I miss Me very much. Maybe Grandma would feel that the same way. Her story tells us that it takes a lot of hard work to achieve our ideals, and learning itself is a tough thing, but no matter how hard it is, you must have perseverance and persistence. Thanks for hearing my podcast.
6: Hello everyone, I'm Tyler, so today I'm gonna talk about the life of my grandpa. My grandpa was a family member that motivated me the most, so he's, he has a tough life. However, he still and with a succeed life. First, my grandpa was born in the Time that world war occurs which is 1940-41. At that time everyone was scared so my grandpa don't have a good childhood. After that the like the chaos in China didn't stop. The Ch- Chinese Civil War is happening and the most unfortunate thing is my my great grandpa was on site on the losing side after they lost it. they have to move because people trying to kill him to hurt him, so he had to move out of the downtown to the, to the countryside. He can't bring his ass, assets because he can't carry those things to to feet, so he let a friend keep all, all of his assets. When after a few years when he when they come back, when everything calms down, they found out that friend stole all of his assets and run run away. So all my family have to start all over again. But however that's not the end of my that's not the end of the struggle my grandpa's facing. After that, for a few years, my grand when my grandpa is is in the not in the college, but graduated from the high school. So he wants to get into a good college. At that time, the Chinese, Chinese Cultural Revolution is happening. So during that time, because my grand great grandpa was on the losing side, so this revolution hurt my family a lot. They're trying to hurt my family, my family members, so they can my, my grandpa and my, the brothers of my grandpa can't go to the good college because if they, the college won't accept them due to their political issues. So they have to go to a normal college and study as no, normal people. My my grandpa is my grandpa is smart, so he don't deserve to go to that college. He did, he deserves to go to some better, but some better college. But due to the political issue, he has to go to the college, that college. However, he still end up has a good end up with a good job. He was a civil engineer in China, which paid not paid a lot, but he got paid okay after all I was I was thinking to myself the person who has the tough life like my grandpa can still in succeed so what's the reason for us don't be succeed some so many people said they have no opportunities they have no equality but my grandpa also don't have the equalities and the opportunities so I think that's not the most that's the opportunities and the what's that called the opportunities and the equalities are super important to be succeed however in in China there's a sentence there's a like language the like this if you are gold you can shine in everywhere so if you have if you are good, good you, you, if you have good control with your life you cannot be not succeed the, the worst thing you can face is being a normal person that reminds me a lot of things happening now because a lot of people are complaining about oh they have they don't have this they don't have that but that's not the, imp- that's not the most important things Okay.
7: Done many great things, uh, even to me, to my dad, to my sisters, or every family members. Uh, she, she was born at 1970 March 18. Uh, when he, when she was in college she met his dad she met I mean she met my dad and they get they got really closer close and they start to date and they got married yeah and in 2000. My sister was born in 2003. I was born in 2009. My younger sister was born in 2012. My another younger sister was born. Yeah, so. My mom has four sons and daughters, including me. Yeah, to, to control all, but I mean, we know, we know, dad and my dad and mom had to control them. But since my dad was in work. My mom had to control us in everything, like the having of making a breakfast for us, lunch for us, dinner for us, and maybe uh, give us like a little motivation or something, and the even it even when sleep, she. She cared about us And she helped us in many ways uh, My mom Was a really intelligent Person She got Really a good grade In her college I mean my dad was also Intelligent but She said She said my mom is, orthologian. So yeah, so great my mom is. Well, well, me and my mom have a lot of conversation. Conversation as I grew up, as I grow up, and also my sisters have a lot of conversation with her. With her. Maybe it's good, if it's a bad. I mean the maybe That time is could be bad, but the end of it was good. The everything was good. My my mom really of us and care of us for everything every year every day every time i mean i mean i also respect my dad because she he also done a lot of things but my mom's did everything for us like literally Literally everything. So, she's my hero. For, yeah, for me. She's my hero for me. I mean, me and my mom will also have a good relationship as I grow on more. When I go to college and when I work, that's why i picked my mom for the for today and thanks for listening
8: My story where well, I realized how important my family is to me. When do you think you realize the importance of family? Realizing the importance of family can be done in just one moment, if it's not a life-changing moment. Something like your parents sacrifice themselves to save you from some kind of disaster. Then, how and when do you realize it? In my opinion, you just realize it as you grow. Let me tell you my story where I realized the importance of family. As a child, I didn't really know how family was important to me. I used to spend time with my friends, I used to think that parents caring for their children a, was a short sure thing. After a few years, I went into elementary school as I became a little mature. After going into elementary school, you can remember most of things. So your experience, your knowledge, those things began to stack up, which means that even though you didn't realize the importance of family, since you have memories of your family, eventually you'll find it out. When I was 13, my family moved to the United States. At first, my parents liked it, but as time went on, they missed their family my aunt, uncle, grandmother, grandfather. Who are their parents and their siblings? Mostly, my father misses her mother. He calls my grandmother every day, even though there's a big time difference between my country, Korea, and the United States. My paternal grandfather died when I was five years old, so. My father really cares for his mother. Then I realized how my parents were sacrificing themselves for me, my education and my future. Once in a while, me and my parents fought mostly because of difference in opinions. But after the fight, my parents always come and talk to me. About their opinions and explain. When I ask for something, my parents always do it for me. Of course, I don't ask for something that's really expensive or big, though, if you don't care and you don't like someone, I wouldn't prefer to do it for them. Even though you don't ask for anything, You are always receiving many things from your parents. They care about you, they give you food, they give you clothes, everything you need. Your parents always wish the best for you. Once you realize how family is important and how they love and wish the best for you, you will be. You will feel happy and thankful. To continue, I'll talk about the importance of family and heritage. As you listen, you might have realized how important your family is. But I'll talk about it because it's so important. Family relationships are important because it's stronger than other relationships. Also, family relationships form your first relationship. For children, family relationships are important because family most likely parents care, feed, and teach you. Parents teach you how to act, how to experience the world around you, and many other things. They provide you help if needed. On the other hand, family relationships are important to parents because it's their joy and happiness to watch you growing and running. I didn't really talk about heritage. Heritage is similar with family relationship. Heritage is your culture. Heritage is from your culture, from your ancestors, from your parents. It could be a lesson, or it it, uh, it could be a specific part of your culture. It forms a part of you. That's why it is important. Lastly, I'm going to talk about everyday things. What I mean by saying everyday things is things that happen every day, like eating, working, sleeping. Some people don't realize everyday things. before it's gone or too late. Family can be one of those things because they care about you every day. It can be considered as normal and as a sure thing. You need to also think and care for them. Thank you.
9: Isabella, today I'm talking about my relationship with one of my family member and if you ask me how my relationship was with my mom, I would say it's a really painful memory. So back to middle school when I was really young, I was living alone with my mom because my dad has a really busy job so most of the time He was not at home, which means I was with my mom for all the time, and that's when my bad life started. It always takes criticism because my mom is that type of traditional Chinese parents that they think the only thing we need to do as a student is study, and everything other than that is just a wasting of time. So every time I just took my phone to relax or just simply chat to my friend, my mom's yelling started. Do you want to know how bad that sounds like? It's like, do you finish your homework while you're on your phone? Do you not have anything to do? Such things like that, but like in a worse emotion. And that's how bad our daily life is. I was really traumatized by it because every time I um like got anything that wants to share with her, I just got a really negative feedback. Like when I got a good grade, she just thinks it's really normal. She thinks like it's it's normal to get a good grade. And she didn't give me any compliments or courage. But every time like if I got something that is slower than her expectation then my nightmare is coming. So obviously, I really hate it. So I always argue with her and that's how terrible our relationship was. We didn't always communicate because every time I start talking, it's just like arguing. So when I heard that my dad was going to take me to the United States, to be honest, I was really happy to leave my mom and when I left, I feel nothing but excited. But she looks really sad, and the last sentence she gave me is take care of yourself and make me prom. After moving to America, my life was totally changed. My dad doesn't force me to do anything and let me have all the freedom so I can do whatever I want. I can watch TV and to hang out with my friends. So that means there is no more yelling, no more criticism. But I always feel something is missing. There is no power to drive me to work and move forward. Being with my dad is really happy. But in this new environment like other people will feel like. It's just really hard to adapt everything, like the language and to make friends or to learn the culture. And I I was really lost and stressed. I was overwhelmed with not understanding in class and even hard to communicate with people. I was afraid to talk to everyone about my feelings Is a, can you please
4: show me what
9: we need? it was a really tough time for me because I was even scared to talk with my dad about this negative feelings and that's when I got a call from my mom so when the familiar voice appeared again she asked me how it's doing I just feel like I can't control my emotion Um. I don't know why but my tears just kept falling out, like all the emotion were just like released at that moment. I was crying really hard and told her how I feel depressed and lost um, for that time and she didn't say anything but smiling to me, after I calmed down she just told me that She told me that there is nothing to be afraid of. I just need to be confident and be myself and work hard. There is nothing can stop me. I was really inspired and encouraged by her. And that's the moment I feel like how like we are connected and how love, how she loved me. And I knew like, I found that he, she's not only my mom, but also my friend and my teacher. She will tell me what to do when I'm lost and help me to find the right way and guide me to have like a better life. And I knew like every time I face depression and I face difficulties, I will know that whenever I'm helpless, there's always one person there to support me and give me strength to make me strong. So until now, I realized how much she loved me and like all management and restraint she gave to me is come from love, although her way is not quite right. But she wants me to be a better person. She wants me to be strong and independent. She has really high expectations on me and I don't want to disappoint her. That's how we love each other and it's how our relationship changed for now. We will love and respect each other. She will give me a lot of opinions and now we video chat every day to share some interesting things in our life and also Also, we're not together anymore, but our love doesn't change. We still love each other, and we can feel it from every moment. Thank you very much.
10: My name is Sandro Siraze and today I, will, I want to talk about um, just all around great day that I had, and uh, a day where everybody that uh, was in my family came together, and um, it was just uh, a story that I thought it would be worth sharing. So basically of Sunday, and it was a really nice day outside, um, it was sunny, and I just really enjoyed that day, and at around 11pm, I wanna say, um, we got a phone call that said my cousin was being born at the hospital, so um basically everybody uh, in my family went over there uh everybody that I know uh, including my family and outside my family like friends that are uh, very close and I remember it was just so good, because everybody was there, everybody was socializing, and stuff, and, it was really special, because we haven't had that type of day, like, ever, and even though it was such a weird type of place, um, it was still very, uh, special to me, because, like, in America, there's, um, Thanksgiving, which is basically like, everybody in their family comes together, and they just have fun, they socialize, but in my country, we don't have that type of thing, so that's what really made this day special for me, because this was one of those type of days that, um, I wish we had, but we don't, in my country, so, yeah, this also, like, it was really special, and, it was, it was also, like, really late at night, but people were still there, because it was just, um, it was just a different, different type of feeling, I mean, like, after um, everything happened, like, we found out everything. It was a boy and stuff. And after that, we went to my uncle's place, and there was, like, a. Oh, like, it was like around two, almost. And, and it was just. Really different type of feeling. So this is a story that I want to share today uh, f- as my final because um, I thought uh, this would be a perfect uh, story for what our theme is um, and I, I really hope you enjoyed it and I know I sounded a little little bit nervous, but, uh, I usually don't have to speak for five minutes, so, um, yeah, I really hope you enjoyed, and, uh, uh, thank you for listening to my story, um, I really appreciate it, liked it. <laughs> uh, Alright, thank you.
0: that brings us to the end of this episode. Some of these stories were so powerful. So I hope you enjoyed and please uh, stay tuned for our next episode coming soon.